Yes, here we go. This is it. This is No Laugh Track Podcast, episode 109. Uh, thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their music. As always, there at the beginning, that gets us going. Uh, if you haven't yet, leave a comment on iTunes. Uh, review, uh, especially if it's a positive one. If it's a negative one, just make it very personal so it hurts my feelings. That's good, too. That I'll know you're really paying attention. Um, Like us on Facebook as well. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at St. Paul Rock City. And now, I introduce my guest, Matt Fugate. Hello. Who is back for a second time. A second time, yes. Yes. And with any luck, I won't be quite as hateful and borderline misogynistic as I was for some damn reason last time i have no idea what brought that out oh no i think perhaps it was the playboy interview questions thing oh that's right that's right yeah i don't i didn't bring any of those with this time oh thank god i don't want to become a demon again (laughs) i you know normally i go back and listen uh when uh, when uh, there's a return guest, I'll go back and I'll listen to the first time just to make sure I don't re- you know try not to repeat anything really or topics and whatnot. I didn't do that this time. I've I don't really blame you. I didn't busy. either. No, not because I was scared or anything. It was just I felt like it was a while ago, and uh, I just really didn't have time in the last uh, few days. So hopefully we won't do that. But thank thank you for bringing up the Playboy questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you remember that. Yeah, oh yeah, and fondly, right? Oh yeah, right, of right. course. In a cold sweat every once in a while. <laughs> uh, so welcome back. You're you're. Uh, I'd say welcome back to Minneapolis, but you live here. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. Home sweet home. I'm actually in your town. Yeah. I'm a St. Paul guy. So. <laughs> you're the host. City. You're actually the host. Now, I'm so. the host. Well, welcome to our city. Thank it's, you. Isn't it nice? Mm-hmm. All the streets are straight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do like it. There was a little bit more construction than I would have liked on the way over here. Uh, yeah, well, we're just managing to maintain them. That's what that's what we do over here. Fair enough. <laughs> St. Paul, you may not be used to that concept. Hey, come on. <laughs> Actually, it's torn up all by my house, truth be told. Um, but you're back. It's the normal routine. You, uh, you headline during the week. Yep, and Mr. Jimmy Pardo is the headliner uh, Friday and Saturday. We do our, we do our uh, so, uh, for the third year running anyway. Uh, it's been a split week. I... Uh, uh, Acme is kind enough to uh, have me headline Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then I feature for the brilliant, as always, Jimmy Pardo. Yes, uh, and uh, and it's just going to be it's as I, I I tweeted something that it's that it's my favorite we my favorite comedy week of the year. It absolutely is because Acme's home, yeah. uh, and I don't take lightly being able to close on this stage. Any day of the week, right? You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and featuring Friday, Saturday with a guy like Jimmy Pardo, uh, it's 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 an incredible honor for an old warhorse like me <laughs> uh, to to be able to do it. And uh, this is, of course, the best comedy club in the world. Yeah, I'm not just kissing up. That's genuinely what I feel, and partly because it's you know it's my home club. It's yeah. where I came up, but. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's been a fun week so far, and it's going to you know from the one night. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, last night was good. Yeah, last night was a good show. I think I saw the um, I think I saw on Twitter the competition was back up again. I stopped yeah. in last week, and they didn't have any contestants for the night I was here. But oh, back was, going on last night, yes? yeah, yeah, and uh, actually three really really good contestants. It was really close, uh, and uh, and then we have contestants again tonight, and then Thursday night no contestants. I don't know what the what the weekend situation is. Uh, but contest is is great. You get a lot of people in that don't aren't necessarily uh, haven't necessarily been to the club before, so you get to kind of expose them 
to the you know the seamy underbelly, You're right? Uh, and uh, uh, you get to see the you know the kind of the wide-eyed innocents come in, and you know you talk to them. They're like, "This is my first time on stage doing stand-up comedy." Like, well, of course you are. So yeah. why not make it a contest? Right, <laughs> but, right, right. But why not if that's what it takes for them to get on stage uh, and do it, even if it's the only time they do it. Uh, Fantastic! More power to them, and more butts in the seats for me. So yeah, sure, win-win mm-hmm. all around. Now, I remind me, did you do any of that stuff? No. Uh, th- this is how long I've been around. Uh, I had, I had been doing comedy, and I would say doing comedy. Not I was a, I was a comedian uh, when Acme opened. I'd been around for about ten years. Uh, so maybe maybe not quite that long. I'd been around for ten years before I started here at Acme. And Someone had already bought you a dinner at that point for doing comedy, right? Exactly. Yeah, I got I got a free you know a free round of bowling or something. You yeah. know, at, uh, at the old you know the Dew Drop in and you know Bemidji, Minnesota or something. Uh, but I had been I had been paid and and uh, so I I couldn't I didn't really qualify for amateur status when the funniest person okay. uh, contest was was an option. And so, so that was never even an option for me was uh, to to no. participate in the contest. What kind of uh, let's see? So you weren't doing that. What kind of ba- did you have? You always lived in Minnesota. I'm trying to remember this stuff. Uh, I'm not born and bred. Right. I, I came up here uh, in '86 for college. Uh, I went to the U of M, Skyuma, and uh, I grew up mainly in, for the most part, in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. And that's right. Uh, so I, I came up here for for college ostensibly to to be an actor. I thought I was go- I thought I was going to be a theater major, and then I realized that would mean hanging out with actors all the time, <laughs> uh, and dealing with even more rejection than you deal with in stand up comedy. <laughs> and of course, the rejection in stand up comedy is 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 that kind of quiet rejection. That sort of, well, they didn't return my email. That's not a no, <laughs> right? Sure. So it's it's a it's a gentler kind of evil that we deal with. Yeah. Uh, then then rather than seeing the call sheet and knowing yes I got that no I didn't get that. So I saw uh, I, I and I was auditioning and I may have mentioned this in the last podcast I don't know but I was auditioning for a show written by Peter Tolan who wound up being one of the main guys on the Larry Sanders show Mm -hmm. and I think also wrote on Murphy Brown maybe or something and he was a Dudley Riggs guy and they were doing a show called Fixing Men a women's guide to home uh, home repair I think it was called and I auditioned for this I'm 19 I'm living in Middlebrook Hall on the West Bank it's at the Dudley Riggs ETC theater that now is something else Seven Corners oh yeah yeah and it said prepare a one minute comedic monologue I didn't even know that there were just books of these that you could get. You could just get a book of comedic monologues that you would memorize and then interpret for your audition. I thought that meant I had to write one. They so, had no interest in your skill in writing. No, no, not Zero. at all. Not yeah. at all. So I wrote out I wrote out this story about, I think it was donating plasma. and uh, Because I had, well, selling plasma. Right. Because yeah. I had, <laughs> right, you're not donating it. No, no. <laughs> uh, although at those prices, you basically are. <laughs> but I had, do- I had done that, and, and then I went up and did it, and had no clue that, 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 for one thing, they weren't looking for guys who were 19. 
by any stretch. They, I, they, they weren't looking for that. They weren't looking for me. And they, they were looking for actors and performers and singers and dancers and jugglers and clowns or whatever that they were looking for to interpret the material that was being put out there. But that yeah. put the bug in my ear. And then I started looking around for open mics. And I put together the usual, I don't know, at the time, I think it was five minutes. Uh, there weren't quite as many aspiring comedians at the time this would would have been late 80s uh back when uh another club was uh kind of the kingmaker in town Mm -hmm. and i went i just put together some material practiced it you know tried out jokes for a couple of friends and then went and just did it uh was brought up i don't remember if it was the first time or the last time uh Frank Conniff, I think, was the MC and mm-hmm. uh, from Mystery Science Theater. TV's Frank. Yeah, TV's Frank, and introduced me as Matt Frigate, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Mike Nelson was the was uh, it was either him or Mike Nelson that was the MC for the first show I did at a place called That Comedy Place. The building doesn't even exist anymore. Okay, and uh, Fancy Ray McClooney was there. Sure. <laughs> And my my my! So I've, I've, Fancy Ray is has got to be the the he was probably the first comedian I because he was just starting out basically uh-huh. first comedian I think I ever spoke to as as a, a fellow open micer. Wait, starting out, he was born like that. <laughs> well, yes, I, I mean he was entertaining stand up comedy. No, yes. no, he was entertaining. I... Oh yeah, he came out. Those were his first words. Were my my my. <laughs> I only imagine <laughs> little fancy Ray at the hair. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Oh, I love it. Hey, you were saying about uh, <clears throat> you know the uh, the rejection of uh, comedy versus you know uh, acting and and uh, that. Uh, if you were uh, you know you're you're still you're a married fella, so mm-hmm. this isn't uh, something that you're using, and I'm not either. But I just spent a weekend with a buddy of mine that has that Tinder app. Have you familiar with this? I've Tinder? heard of it. It's you, you carry it around at a like if you're at a public place and does it have like a GPS component? It, well, to yeah, it? you know, it, your phone picks up you know where you are and where other people are that are using that, and then it picks up people in your vicinity, and then you can see their profile, and then you can uh, you know uh, oh. go one way on your phone and say thumbs up, I, I'm interested. The other way, thumbs down, and if you both get a match anonymously then you can you're able to contact each other what if that's what they did when you're trying to get a job at a club oh man well they they kind of do except only one of them has the phone that's the <laughs> that's the hitch i, I i'm still reeling cuz i've never heard it described beginning to end mm-hmm. but that app that you're describing i it might be the most conflicted th- feelings i have about anything yeah going back to my back to my single days mm-hmm. when i think Boy, that would have been really that would have simplified things because I was always actually kind of shy and never the kind of person that would approach people. So it would simplify things, but it would also be most nights, I'm sure, the most mortifying thing I can imagine. Yeah, from the from the radio silence that would come from. Right, this is is this broken. Right, right. Is this thing on? And yeah, once again, back in the stand-up comedy. I'm the only one giving negative reviews on the iTunes store. (laughs) This thing sucks. Never works. Right. I'm betting most of the negative reviews are from dudes. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah, with girls, it's probably the opposite. It's made my phone explode. Right, you know, right, exactly. Overuse. How do I mute this? Mm-hmm. How do I... <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing. It would have been fun to have back when I was, uh, you know, on the prowl. But Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I would imagine. I, it, I was never... 
I was never good at being single. I, I, I married early for the first time. Married early, and then, and then when we broke up, I was sad, pathetic, divorced, desperate guy for a long time. Long time. Now, a long. It was like I don't know three or four years, which right. now is of course a drop in the bucket. Yeah, yeah. But it, when you're in your twenties, that's a good chunk of your life, and. Uh, Ugh. I I think I would have liked to have had it, but I also know maybe I don't think I would have liked to have had it. <laughs> I I uh, <clears throat> yeah I pray I never have to do one of those where you, you know, stick with the picture where you look the best and it's ten years old. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't look like that anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> always tell the truth. It's it's the easiest story to remember, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, let, let's talk about uh, your. You have something huge coming in. Uh, let's see. You do the math. I'll do the math here. Less than three weeks, correct? Or am I wrong? Uh, pre- is there a pre-order right now? Oh yes, yes, my, yes. My with, CD with your name on it. <laughs> yes, my CD uh, is coming out on Stand Up Records. <clears throat> it is available for pre-order right now. As a matter of fact, so you can you can go to iTunes and uh, search on Matt Fugate F U G A T E the name of the album is Believement mm-hmm. and uh, so you can you can preview some of the tracks uh, if you come to the shows I have advanced uh, hard copies available for sale Oh already uh, yes oh, Mr. Here we Mr. Go. Schlissel came by and uh, lugged that big box over last night I was you know when I found out that it didn't come out until August I'm thinking well that isn't timed as well as it could but if you're selling them at the show here I'm perfect. selling them I'm selling them at the show perfect. and uh, and and it is available for pre-order as well yeah. and I don't have the shop set up on my website but eventually you'll be able to get it at mattfugate.com and so forth uh, mattfugate.com I, one would think I could just redirect people to the iTunes thing. That's, <laughs> that's what a savvy businessman would do. <laughs> you go on there, then you do a search for CD, and then you... Uh, right, yep. mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. Somebody would have to hack my site, I think, to figure out how to buy something from me. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so, uh, I, I assume you're happy with it? Yes, I'm very happy with it. It's... Because I've... It's, it's my first CD on a label. The... The CD that I've I, I had before, which was also recorded at Acme, was a DIY mm-hmm. sort of a production. I was happy with it. The sound could have been a little better. I just hired a guy to 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 record me, and it it could have it certainly could have sounded better. I was happy overall with the packaging that I had on it, and and all of that kind of stuff. I was happy with the performance in general. Although my goal, because uh, I recorded in, in uh, 2002 uh, here at Acme, and at the time it was over over a couple of feature sets that I sort of spliced together. Sure. And my goal was to look back on that CD and cringe. I wanted to develop to the point where I would look back on that CD and be embarrassed by some of the things that I heard. Because I knew at the time when I listened to it, I wasn't really all that embarrassed by it. I thought, well, yeah, that's that's about as as good as I can be right now. Uh-huh. And there are a few moments on that on that on that CD that I do kind of look back at and kind of, oh boy, why did I why yeah. did I why was I doing that? Why why am I meandering so much here? <laughs> why is that? So, long setups have always been the the 
sort of the biggest challenge for me to overcome as a performer. And perhaps because I'm so verbose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But... The, this CD, I'm very, I'm very happy with the way it turned out. I think it's a very good representation of where I am now as a as a performer. There are some stories on it. There is some humorous social commentary on it. There are some just jokey jokes on it. It's it's very honest. It's very true. I don't really tell any. I I never really tell any lies. I've always I've always told the truth on stage. Comedic exaggeration aside. Sure. But, but yes, I'm very happy with the way it turns out, and of course, it sounds great because this place is wired for yeah, for oh, yeah. records to come out on stand up records. <laughs> Yours isn't the first in that right. <laughs> label, exactly, you know well. exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, uh, this was the one. This is a 2013 show. This is last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah recorded recorded over over three nights, uh, over Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, uh, and uh, and. It, most of it is from one of the nights. But most of it is from the the predictably the middle one, the 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 Wednesday night show. Most okay. of most of the CD came from there. But there was, I think, there might have been a few bits here and there, or a couple of flubs here where we kind of sure. worked a little magic on it, but no laugh track. Uh, and uh, that yeah. should be a title for a podcast. Yeah, wouldn't you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna check to see if iTunes has that available. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that uh, you you were participating in uh, a certain event on Facebook on Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, was it B F? Wait wait wait. B Facebook. Uh, no. B F B. A. Yep. BFBA was the hashtag. Yes. Facebook annoying yes. Monday, uh, put together by the brilliant and pathological Isaac Whitty. That's correct. And so everybody, so people were putting up, were putting up, uh, putting up posts that were satirizing the kind of annoying Facebook posts that oh. you see. I didn't cut too close to the bone I think mo- and I think most people some people were grousing because there's always going to be somebody grousing yeah, yeah. about about that sort of thing but uh, I, I was most of it I thought was very much in good fun I thought most of it was very funny if you go to Facebook even now and oh, yeah. you search on the hashtag FB uh, no wait BFBA I know B- I had to write it down BFBA B Facebook annoying yes BFBA and just you'll see the various posts that people put up there mine was a few of mine I had one where I put I I, I had some obscure some verse from the, that first chapter of the book of Matthew where it's all the begats yes yes and I of course used the King James version of the verse and it's all blah blah begat blah 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 uh, begat, blah 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 yeah. begat blah blah if any of you know me you'll know why this is important lol <laughs> I didn't see that one complete by the way lol in lowercase no punctuation around it which Perfect. is which is the most annoying thing is when people end. For one thing, don't add LOL at all, ever, unless you're responding to what someone else has done. You're laughing out loud at them. You're not laughing at yourself. (laughs) Also, in lowercase, it looks like you're gagging. (laughs) Right? Don't you think it? That's just like me. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So so I had it, and I would often comment on other people's uh, Be be Annoying on Facebook Day posts, just ending it for no reason with LOL, just just for the sheer (laughs) love of it. 
Yeah, I put one thing on there and tagged it with that uh, BFBA and... You know, I know I could tell that the people that were kind of got what was going on, you know, would click like or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there were a few people oh, that yeah. had no clue and responded seriously. I, and I you know, you just leave it yep. there. But I'm like, yep. oh, I was I... worried about that the whole day. It was. It. I think it wasn't until my last one, which was a picture from my bus window of the sound wall coming off of 35W uh, to the like the 35th Street exit. So it's just this kind of blurry picture of wood, almost home, oh, I saw that feeling one. blessed. Yes, yes. And and that was the one. Finally, my mom put a, a comment on there going, "Matt, what does this mean?" Oh. <laughs> okay. It took that long for my mom to not get it. So I I just said, Mom, click on this. Yeah. And you know, maybe you'll understand. I don't know. Oh, and she's probably bummed she missed it. She, she probably, because she would have been brutal. All over it. Yeah, right. <laughs> next year. Yeah, right. Next year. I think it's going to be on uh, calendars next year. Oh, probably. You know. Yeah. Probably. It'll be a, maybe as successful as Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh. <laughs> How long do you think before it goes the talk like a pirate route where more people are grousing about it than are actually participating? That's soon, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully very soon. Hopefully very soon. I, uh, you're, you're, you know Chad Daniels, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to mention this. I didn't watch it. He was on At Midnight last night. Was he? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Chad is a... I, I, like so many Twin Cities comedians, I saw him come up... <laughs> And some whiz past him, right? <laughs> I've seen so many brilliant comedians come up, and I remember seeing them when they when they were starting out and awkward, and you know, like Bambi on the on the legs, and sure, all that. Chad was never like that, though. He was pretty much right, just out of the shoot, funny. I believe that, yeah. uh, which pisses me off to no end. <laughs> well, what a dick! You're right, exactly. Why aren't you also a dick? But no, yeah. So uh, no, I so I encourage. I'm going to check it out. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's you know it's at midnight, so I'm sure it's uh, all over the internet at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You just reminded me of that. Um, you, when you were saying the LOL lowercase and how annoying mm-hmm. that is, mm-hmm. you were, I saw that you were also replying to some weird Al stuff. Oh yeah. Do you like the new song, the I Word really, Crimes? Yeah, Word Crimes is awesome. That most of the most of the songs on that on that record. Are fantastic. I have I have uh, I have converted my daughters now into their eight and ten. You so have? Oh yeah. Me too. Oh yeah. They, we went down a YouTube rabbit hole with that, and the and the the saga begins because my my youngest daughter, who is this weird music, uh, just she she's really good at like grooving to just about anything, and at some point she heard American Pie, and really really liked it. Uh-huh. Just really really she really dug it. And then, and then, just as we're going down the YouTube rabbit hole, yeah, uh, I showed him "Eat It," and then realized, oh, they haven't seen the "Beat It" video, yeah, you know. And I showed him "Fat." Oh, so I had to show them, you know, the kind of the source material. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but then I showed him the saga begins, and and the, that's the one they keep wanting to come back to. But the the song that that I love the most that I've heard off of that record, which is most of it is the, is the ones that he did the videos for. Yeah. Is the, is mission statement. I noticed. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. I noticed you like that. Explain why there are no jokes in it. No jokes. There are zero jokes in it. It's just a bunch. Uh, the only joke about it is that it's a bunch of corporate gobbledygook, yeah. a bunch of business buzzwords set to a 
like a pastiche of like a Crosby, Stills, and Nash style. Yes. Uh, sort of a, a sweet, uh, sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Thank you, sweet mm-hmm. Judy Blue Eyes, and and it just that juxtaposition is. And and it's a, and it's a beautiful. Dun, 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 you know what helps? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, what helps with him is he's got chops. Oh, absolutely. His whole band does. Yeah, they're really. You know, and he's he's a, a very talented vocalist and a, and a great lyricist. And just the way he, the way he weaved those those buzzwords in there. And I, of course, have spent a lot of time in sort of corporate America and 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 that sort of realm. Yeah. That uh, that it, that kind of stuff has always bothered me. All of that, uh, all of that stuff. That's the kind of thing that I that I, I parody now with with uh, the with Alex Ray Jr. My other Twitter uh, account, who is the the C, the crazy CEO of a fake company called Allied Chemical. Google, Google it, kids. You'll have fun. <laughs> uh, and but but that was that was the one that spoke to me the most i think the happy video was brilliant yeah, yeah. Uh, it was all just fantastic yeah. so yeah i i had to i had to jump in on that how uh, you have two daughters yes how old are they now uh they are 8 and 10 i also have a grown son he's 21 that's right yeah. i remember that yeah, it's yeah. all coming back to me now yeah that's right i just saw him on sunday he has a beard like uh, like he's in the spin doctors really <laughs> so many of these some of these these young hipster kids don't realize that if you're thin enough you don't look like you're a member of uh, mumford and sons you look like you're one of the spin doctors <laughs> <laughs> You Did can't you, tell the little Miss Ca- Mr. Can't be wrong about that. Yeah, though. little Mr. Can't be wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> did, did you uh, did you take out one of your old uh, Spin Doctors cassettes? To I have cover? no such cassettes. I can honestly say I have I have skeletons in my musical closet. Yes, they don't include the Spin Doctors. Okay, I, I am uh, proud to say mine never did either. <laughs> right. But really, that song was such a hit. You could you could have heard it. You know, I I can appreciate a catchy a catchy pop hook, but not enough that I had to buy the record. So he's got the beard going. Had you not seen him in a while, and we're kind of shocked. Oh, it, it's I think it's Ben. He's he's twenty one. So you know, and he lives in town, but he doesn't. He's he's out living his life. Oh yeah, having fun. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh So it's probably only been like I don't know three weeks or four weeks or something like that. But apparently, apparently he's got Miracle Grove beard now. Because he was starting to grow it before, but now it's now it is it, it is wow. profound how long that thing is. But you know, good, good for him, man. He looks good. He's a good looking kid. I, I love. Uh, so my daughters now are six and eight, and uh, and I've gone through the whole thing, the Weird Al thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even did it a few years ago, and my ex, um, in fact. Did uh, she took away the CD that I made them? Oh the, no, the Weird Al CD. Because there was one song, and I wish I could remember what the lyric was. And it was a little, you know, he's PG. He's not G. Oh yeah, yeah. He's there's innuendo. Yeah, whatever. there was a little... one line. Now I can't remember it. It gets a little burpy, farty. Yeah. you know, poopoo caca. That kind of a little uh, bit. But... And then the girls came back over to my house like, Mommy took our CD away. Well, we've, that's all been handled now. Uh, all and, right. Uh, but I wanted to recommend, if you, if you watched the video with them, uh, Weasel Stomping Day. No. That's a great, it's claymation. It's a claymation video, and the song is really short and really catchy. Wow. Your girls are really Weasel like Stomping yep, Day. I actually album. downloaded from the UHF soundtrack, I downloaded uh, The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. 
that is, and and I I know and I have I've yet to be able to get my get my girls to 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 appreciate the genius of it. Perhaps because they didn't grow up hearing you know the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, right, right. which is kind of a you know semi pastiche of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I will, I will. One last thing on, on Weird Al. Have you got them to watch the movie UHF? Not yet. No. Not yet. And did you see it's coming back out? And they're putting it on Blu-ray finally. Really? I don't know what that's going to enhance, but I yeah, like that I, it still I, exists. Yeah, I, exactly. I was. I did look for it on Netflix, but alas, it's not. No. It's not streaming, but... I, of course, have a copy. But I do have one. Yeah. Hey, speaking of... Um, uh, music, uh, you know, bad music uh, in in our past and being fans or whatnot. Um, Radio Shack, there's something from everyone's past. Did you see this headline this morning? No. Radio Shack is in the middle of yet another turnaround but could be out of money by 2015. Oh, no. Did you ever shop at Radio Shack? You know, I... I think it's such an... I mean, it's such a unique... Place. I, I don't know why it fascinates me, and I never go. Anytime there's a plug I need, you know, you know what I mean? Anytime there, or, or if they're the closest thing, I need a charger, and they're the closest thing. I need a car charger, usually, or I need uh, some... I know that I've bought... I've, I've In the past year, I've probably bought two or three things from Radio Shack. Always some little ancillary thing. Usually, like like an iPhone accessory or uh, something along those lines, but I can certainly see why why that business model wouldn't necessarily because who's going to Radio Shack for? I never understood because when I was a kid, you would go to Radio Shack and you would see there'd be one thing, one radio controlled car or something, and you would think, "Oh, this is a toy store." <gasps> No, it's Mm-mm. not a toy store at all. No, there's no, just they were that by the one, door. There, there's that one toy, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, you're right. They were always by the door. There were one or two uh, remote-controlled cars, and I always wanted a remote-controlled car from Radio Shack, and then one Christmas I finally did get one, and I don't know if you ever had one like this, but is it a remote control when it, there's a cord oh, between the car and the controller? That's not even remotely no, remotely controlled car. Right? <laughs> it's just... I mean, I guess technically it is. It's not a you know, it's not a radio controlled car. I mean, it is remote. I think TV remotes used to. The early ones did have cords. Did have cords. Yeah. And I guess those were. I guess you're controlling it remotely, remotely? in that you're I not guess. you're not actually sitting in the car. <laughs> <laughs> get in. So I guess they get a sort of technicality there. Fair enough. But then, what a, you know. Well, you didn't find out. I'm sure you didn't find out that there was a cord until you opened the box. Oh no! They, yeah, and, it's stuffed in the styrofoam. You yeah, and you there. and you made your way through the you know the through the the various you know traps and pitfalls and Indiana Jones esque kind of stuff that that you had to cut through. to yes, to, to free it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then oh, I have to follow it around the house. <laughs> right. <I can't> just... <laughs> right. Isn't this fun? It's like a I man. I'm going to stay three feet within the. You're right, know. right. Oh. It's like walking a dog, kinda. I guess. What a blast! <laughs> so you're still working the day job. That's, yeah, yeah, and that's why you have the uh, the affinity for the um, for the one weird Al song. <laughs> yes, I love it. I absolutely love it. How much are you, how much comedy are you doing right now? Uh, not as much as I'd like, but about as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing a lot of corporate work. 
which is you know comedian's code for I've given up. Oh. Uh, but but there there's a benefit to it in that it's it's far less time intensive and much more money rich mm-hmm. uh, because it, and it is a, it is a, a a specialized skill. I'm not one of these guys that gets defensive about it, going oh, these guys are complaining about corporate comics. They they, they they couldn't do it. Well. That might be true, but also th- these are also uh, comics that are w- willing to live on nuts and berries and be on the road 40 weeks a year, you know, to to live that dream. So I'm not going to disrespect that. I don't care how many Jesus farting jokes they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, it is a very specific sort of a skill. And it was an interesting transition for me because when uh, see Willie Miles was the guy who who kind of brought me into it. Uh, and and I, I had this reputation for being a clean comic, which is funny because I'm I'm not a particularly clean comic. I'm just not dirty. Mm-hmm. And so the, the but the transit. But I never felt like I could do corporates. I never felt like my my presence, my act would would translate to it. That I was a little too. I had too many jokes about religion. I had too many jokes about. Uh, mild, mild drug use jokes, and then as it turns out, you know, well, I now I have enough jokes that I can, I can only, I can do just certain jokes that I have. Mm-hmm. I can do, I can just explore certain areas that I that I explore on stage, and then I get to be a little more, a little freer uh, in those in those relatively rare club dates that that I do over the course of a year. Uh, also, some medical considerations have have come into play. I have multiple sclerosis, yeah, uh, and the the way it manifests itself is through a condition called trigeminal neuralgia, which is a stabbing pain in the face, uh, which makes talking difficult when it's flaring. Uh, and uh, uh, so, it's fortunately there are medications for it now that help control it. The, the but it's been around for like. Thousands of years since Roman time, they, they've been talking about this disease. Not always necessarily directly related to MS, but the but the one of the earliest names for it was the suicide disease. Isn't that amazing? Because untreated, it the pain is so intense. I could certainly see why somebody, if they never got relief, why they would consider it. Fortunately, I, I am on these on these medications that do help to at least minimize the flaring or give me some sort of a recourse. But the greatest thing about it is that one of the possible side effects of of the various medications I'm on is increased thoughts of suicide. Oh. Yeah, so whenever God closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing better. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah. So, but, you know, I'm completely out about that. And I right. know that, and so, but that has affected my willingness to kind of put put out for a lot of dates uh knowing that you know if i if i'm gonna you know if i'm gonna spend a week in you know in in you know insert town name here you know i'm I'm at the chuckle hut in poughkeepsie or whatever you know if i'm gonna spend a week doing that 
that is going to increase my risks. My 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 sleep patterns are going to get disrupted uh, because, of course, you can't. You don't go to sleep right after you go to work. Well, maybe you do because <laughs> you took a nap. Uh, but it took five minutes. Sleep. Come on, man. But you know, you're when, when you're a comic, you're wired when you come back from the show. Oh yeah, and, no, I know how that is. Well, uh, and you know, rest is a component and all that, all that kind of stuff. So you know, so I decided to and kind of got pushed into it through my wife. I was the like the MS Walk ambassador for the Twin Cities this year and helped kind of raise awareness and money for that. So there's really no going back on that now. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and I'm not going to become the MS comic, right? Because it's not, it's not immediately apparent, right? If Correct. I, if, if, if my mobility was impaired or if there were, or if I had, you know, a side of my face was drooping or my speech was impaired other than it hurting sometimes, uh, the, you know, I, it would be a thing not only that I would have to address on stage, but that I would get to address on stage, mm-hmm. kind of like being a really fat guy, right, or right. you know anything that's unusual about your appearance, is a, it's 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 a bit of ammunition, and Correct. I don't envy anybody that has anything that could be perceived as negative or or a challenge that they get to address. Yeah. Uh, I just know that MS isn't one of those things yeah. because it's it's largely invisible until you know it's not. Yeah, we you know I. You know, we've you and I have talked about this briefly. You know, over the years here, and I think it even it did come up the first time we did this. I, think. I don't. Th- I think we talked about it before the podcast, well, but, but we thought maybe it. Not on. We did. I don't think we talked about it on. Oh. Uh, I think rightfully so, and perhaps at the time, uh, it was probably the right call because I'm in a better place about it. Yeah. Now. Uh, but at the time, it probably would have just been a bummer. Oh, that's true. Uh, okay, but, I didn't really remember. You know, and I hadn't written that great joke about the suicide. <laughs> 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 but, but, uh, but you know, so I've I've got a lot more perspective on it, having kind of lived with it for from time to time. And there are, you know, there are definitely times where there were a few sketchy, few sketchy months where if I had had a week's worth. Of shows to have to do, uh, especially if I would have had to go out of town, uh, or if I would have had to have flown and perhaps not known anybody out of town because there is a certain, let's say, gray market uh, uh, medicine that oh. can be helpful. Unfortunately, the new laws in Minnesota will not help me with that ah, because I'm, uh-huh. you know, I'm I'm not constantly in fear of seizure or something. Uh, but that can can offer some short-term relief I, but I, oh, so you of course i'm talking about heroin right uh, but, so you are buying heroin <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but, but uh uh would it be great if i was talking about you know, uh, aspirin of course uh but uh, but other aside from that you know i i could really wind up kind of stuck uh and uh and so that's partly why i've been a little bit out of the game. Uh, I mean, you know, thankfully, thanks to my 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 corporate agent, which has kept me, you know, has enabled me to at least make people laugh for money. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even though, yeah, I'm doing it for you know, I, I'm I'm doing it for a, a lot of times in a small town for uh, a, a, you know for some insurance company or for or for, for feed distributors or for uh, or for a building association, or for anything like that, uh, 
even though I'm, I'm not, it's it's not a, even though corporate bookings are not in any sort of a, a route to show business, mm-hmm. it's it's at least a, a creative process, and I at least get to get that fix. Yeah. I get to I get to entertain people. That's important. Yeah, and thankfully Acme has been kind, and of course Jimmy has been kind enough to bring me along on on a few things, and you know consistently request me uh, at least when he's going to be in this area. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll 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 see how how things go. I've been I've been in a in a good cycle lately. Yeah, <laughs> my girlfriend has lupus. Oh my goodness! So I it's another autoimmune deficiency. Yeah, right? I uh, so I or disease. I never knew the word flare. Mm-hmm. Even when you would when you said it ten minutes ago, I flare. Like, what is he talking about? Until but now I know my girlfriend who told me about flares yeah you know, yeah when we first started dating and i don't even know if that's uh, any sort of a technical term i've I, I typically use it just to describe you know when you think of a flare just because it's you know what, what you know if you've got a if you have a chronic condition and you say oh i'm going through a flare right now i figure in context people can kind of make that inference but maybe i'm giving people too much credit uh, but, but i think you know but yeah it's but i i usually i call it that and kind of around and i'm open about it with with my kids uh and uh so they they're especially during some of those bad times there have been i would say two or three major uh, the technical term for it, for MS anyway is an exacerbation. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I've gone through two, maybe three major exacerbations. And uh, there was there was one like we were we were sitting down to dinner with soft shell tacos, and because again this is a pain in the face that makes it difficult to eat, to brush your teeth, to shave, to to kiss to do any of the other really fun things you can do with your mouth yeah uh and i was just sitting down to to dinner and and we were having soft shell tacos and i thought oh soft shell taco i'm gonna eat this like i always do and i'm a i'm a big bite taker because my you know my front teeth don't don't quite meet up uh so i've always had to take big tearing bites of Uh food so i took a bite and i pulled at it to kind of tear it off the way I usually do wolf style. Right. Uh, and wham! Just worst, worst one I've ever had. And, and I mean, literally, I had tears in my eyes yeah. uh, from it. And I just, you know, it just winced. And, you know, my girls are there. And I just stood up and um, went to the kitchen and got a knife and fork and came back and finished my dinner. Yeah. You know, but you, uh, you you know you learn to you learn to cope with that. And part of it is an adjustment in my professional expectations. I think. Yeah, yeah. How are the? Uh... So what I'm saying is, come out this week because it could be the last time. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> also, buy my CD. I have a disease. <laughs> The truth is, this is a Make-A-Wish. And, um, if you don't buy it, his Make-A-Wish doesn't come true. And they have to come true. Right. When do I get to meet Bill Cosby? <laughs> oh, they told you about that? Mm. He's not coming. Mm. <laughs> I'm not surprised. How I uh, how was working with the MS? Uh... Oh, it was great. There, you know, anybody that's kind of committed to doing good things... Is good and, and it helps. I'm kind of familiar with the lingo. My wife, 
uh, works in nonprofit. She's a she works for uh, she's like vice president of marketing communications uh, for a uh, from a national nonprofit. Mm. Uh, and uh, and so and you know she went to graduate school. She has a master's in public affairs, uh, which is kind of the uh, you know the nonprofit MBA. Uh, okay. And so, so uh, you know, I've it, she's been in this for a, a decade or more, and so, uh, so I've uh, you know, I've been pretty immersed in 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 the way these 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 organizations kind of function, uh, and uh, and they're they're just a great organization. I can't I can't say enough about them. They they really they do a good job of getting boots on the ground and getting money in getting money to the right places because they do a lot of support for uh uh for research i'm sure a lot of the thing a lot of the opportunities that i have uh to because there's been these huge strides in in uh medications to kind of minimize symptoms or to help prevent uh, prevent exacerbations to you know to keep you know relapsing remitting more remitting than mm-hmm. relapsing mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they're a great source of information and they fund a lot of research and I'm sure a lot of those things wouldn't be possible if it weren't for them so what what uh, I think I had it here what title did they give you with oh the I was the I was the uh, MS walk ambassador for the Twin Cities ambassador That's and yet nice. I got no special parking nothing not even at the MS walk ambassadors <laughs> usually wear sashes did they give you a sash Nope, no sash, no nothing. I, uh, I just no crown. Know. Nope, no crown. No crown, no sash. Did you? So be, then there was a walk. I assume you went up and talked. Before no, the event no, not that. even nothing? that. Really? I just showed up and walked. I did a couple of uh, uh, media I did, stuff. I, I did some a couple of media things, uh, and uh, I think the expectation might be because I didn't even volunteer for that. My wife. And this is part of how I kind of came out about about having MS. I've talked about it very casually, but never been public public about it. Not m- mainly because I'm not enough of a celebrity to be, or even a celebrity to be public public about anything. Because who the hell cares, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, th- that's part of it. And I think usually the MS ambassador might do a little more kind of out I on see. the stump sure, stuff sure. Than, than perhaps I did I was very much out of my depth on that yeah uh, but uh, so I, you know, I basically just went to the went to the walk encouraged other people to walk formed my own MS walk team uh, did some media for you know MS there was MS awareness week and then there was and then there was like just before the walk I got to go on to care 11 and talk to uh, talk to talk to the the, the five o'clock crew, you know, Diana and so forth. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, I didn't get to talk to Diana, though, which bums me out because Diana and I have some serious chemistry. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I was like, hair. for a while there. Oh, Diana's awesome. She's very funny. Uh, when, uh, when, when they were doing, for a while there, they were doing like Friday Funnies or something. And, and I was on, uh, on that. On what you know, kind of their mid morning show, and Diana was on there at the time. Oh, okay. I think I felt a spark with Diana. Oh, it might have just been the you know trigeminal neuralgia. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that was, you just weren't noticing. You, you, you didn't uh, put it together what you were feeling. Yeah, right. Something completely. I, did, I feel my face feels all funny and hot just on one side. <laughs> no, that's not puberty. So. That's something completely different. Are you? Uh, Boy, I just I do think that's just fascinating. I'm glad you're doing better. Um, 
do you want? Do you mind saying like how many? Uh, my girlfriend takes a handful of pills. Oh, sure. Uh, Not every morning. Every evening. Right, right. I mean, you know, I know it's bedtime when I hear the sound. Of yeah, that. Cat- <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, part of that, part of it, part of that is just being a grown up. Uh, but because you know, you you get past a certain age and you you get your thing. Yeah. Or your things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my in my case, my thing is MS, and and for for probably. I want to say eight years now. I've been on on an inject on a on a uh, injectable. Oh. Uh, you you get you get these disposable, and they're they're like the they're like insulin injections where you you, you don't have to find a vein or anything yeah. like that. You just it's subcutaneous, is what it's called. You okay. just poke it into the into your flesh and your abdomen and your your. Let's see what is it? Abdomen, legs. Uh, Upper back, or lower back, they call it. Ah. Your, your top of your ass, really, uh, and the backs of your backs of your arms. And I have like a whole chart that I have to because you have to rotate it. Otherwise, sure. otherwise you get what they call a sight reaction. So I take that. It's called Rebif. That's three times a week, uh, and that for the longest time because I had no. I got diagnosed with MS basically by accident. Like they just found it on an MRI because mm-hmm. I had had some back pain and I had an MRI and this was back when MRIs apparently were a lot cheaper than they are now because oh. it was just a test. I didn't have to pay a dime for I didn't have to pay a dime for any of the diagnosis. I had to have a spinal tap, all that kind of stuff. Hey. And now it would be it would be tens of thousands of dollars probably. That that number could be directly out of one of the areas where I inject, uh, but <laughs> lower, but, yeah, lower. right, a little lower, yes, yeah, directly below that area. Uh, but uh, yeah, but but I have I'm on two different uh, anti seizure medications, yeah. uh, and I take for a while I was taking eight pills of one of them. Uh, and finally, I I now got a prescription that has the same dosage but in two pills. That's good. Uh just two bigger pills. Yeah. Uh and then uh and then another pill that's like a slow release and I take three of those in the morning, two of those at noon, and then a healthy dinner. Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then and then one and then one at dinner. And then the uh, and then two more of the of the same dosage of the the one that used to be eight now is two. Yeah, yeah. Uh so nothing at bedtime though. Uh, and uh, so, but it has to be very regular. I've found that if I don't like, like, there's no sleeping in for me anymore. Oh, at least not all the way through. I have to, I have to get up at around six in the morning every day to take my morning medication uh, and make sure that I always have the medica- my evening medication around to where I can get it, get to it if I if I need to because. If if I go off of my schedule, that's when my the risk, just like not getting enough rest, uh, that's when the risk of of exacerbations goes yeah, up for me. For sure, it's insane. It's 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 a real thing. There are a lot of people that have have it a lot worse than me, but that's you know I'm also forty six. You're like I said, you're going to get your thing. It's true. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Just hope it stops here. You know, everybody. You know. Yeah, I'm hoping this is the as bad as it gets for me. Exactly. You know, not not, not anything worse. I will die looking just like this, <laughs> <laughs> but just with some occasional face paint. <laughs> uh, I looked up. I googled famous people with MS. Ah. I bet you must know some. Could you name any? Uh, Annette Funicello. Yeah. There's some country guy. 
I didn't write that one down. Uh, but there was like a country singer mm-hmm. that has it. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know offhand. But Annette Funicello, I think, was the first person. Well, uh, Richard Pryor, of course, had yes, it. Yes. And he had progressive. Because uh, there's there's a couple of different kinds of it, too. There's relapsing remitting, which is what I have, where it, it gets bad, and, it, and then it's better. And then it's bad, and then it's better. And you hope that you're uh, more spending more time in the better side mm-hmm. of things. Uh, and theoretically, it could never get worse. You just have these indications. They're called lesions, little you know lesions on the Nerve, on various nerves and yes. your spinal cord and stuff, uh, and and then there's progressive where it just keeps getting worse. And it's basically it's degenerative, I think. Uh, and there, again, don't quote me on that. Go and look it up. MSSociety.org. There you go. Uh, but uh, uh, so Richard, but Richard Pryor, yeah, he that was. I don't think that was what he died from exactly, but it was. I'm sure it was related. Terry Gar, that's right. Mm-hmm. Letterman favorite Terry Gar. That's right. Yes, everyone's favorite. Are you kidding me? Uh, Neil, I'm Neil Cavuto. Really? Yes. I did not know that about Neil. Cavuto. You didn't know that? No, no. Were I'm not. A, well, I'm not exactly a star fucker here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a poster. I don't. I don't know what famous people have my birthday either. <laughs> oh, I do. Fine. I do. I could have brought that. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you two more anyway. Whether you, yeah, sure, yeah. Jack Osborne. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montel Williams. Uh, that one I knew. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's they, those commercials. You can his speech center is starting to. Oh, Montel. Oh, Montel. That's got to be. But he's out. He he's uh, very outspoken about treating his uh, MS with <laughs> marijuana. Oh, oh, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, I was really hoping that the... And not just because, you know, and you always have this... Uh, this uh, uh, There's this kind of tension between, between this, this, this substance that is recreational or is used recreationally. And, mm-hmm. I, and I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But... Also can be used medicinally, uh, and the and, and so there there is always that tension, which is why I think it, it's it's a damn plant just just legalize it. But at the very least, you know, and, and I was hoping that it would at least go to to chronic pain, but I don't think I don't think the Minnesota law did. I think you need to be you know five and you know at constant risk of deadly seizures. I yeah. think it was basically as far as the law went. Uh, and all right, and I, I may be oversimplifying, but if you lived in another state, you could easily. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you live in California, all I have to do is say I'm sad. Pot's not legal, and it, <laughs> you know that was that's uh, that, by the way that's that's a thing I heard Joe Rogan say. Okay, once. that's a good joke. I, I should, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's de facto legalized in 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 California. Uh, and but if yeah, it, it, depending on on the state, I think. I think Michigan has has medical marijuana laws, uh, they, but they're kind of more on the because I've looked it up. They're they're more on the restrictive side, I think. Um, but you know that's certainly the way the trend is going uh, is towards at least going as far as medicinal. Uh, you know, I hope that uh, that there's a national trend of just full full legalization because it's ridiculous and uh and then once and regulation obviously taxation of course and then uh just for argument's sake once it is legalized here let's let's just say it is you know Mm. five years from now 
medicinal marijuana. What what would be your favorite way to uh, for intake? <laughs> uh, you know, that's preferred, the other, not favorite, preferred. Preferred. Uh, from what I've heard, okay, about vaping, for example. Yeah, I've, I've just that. heard this about it that it comes on really fast and then is kind of empty. Uh, and uh, but uh, way back before I was employed, uh, I preferred. I just preferred smoking it uh, through you know any means necessary. Really, yeah. I did eat it once. Uh, no, twice actually. Uh, oh, I'm a comedian. I've eaten it more than that, <laughs> <laughs> but in a in a different sense of that term. Yes, uh, please. Uh, we've all been open micers. Uh, Chad Daniels never ate it, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but I uh, but but there was one time I'll never forget it. I, I was uh, my my roommate and I, and it was my it was my my roommate between my first marriage and my. Uh, and and my my current and last marriage, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the he 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 had a record label, uh, and uh, uh, because we lived in Minneapolis and that's the law, right? Uh, so he he had a, a, a record label, and so he knew all these bands, and there was this band called the Incredible Smoking Bongs. Okay. Oddly enough, uh, they were the guys to bring. Uh, I shouldn't. Uh, yeah, what, their name is the Incredible Smoking Bongs. I'm sure I'm not telling tales out of school. I here. doubt it. They brought my roommate uh, these pot cookies. I uh, brought two good size. I mean, they were like silver dollar pancakes. These pot cookies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't taste like that. <laughs> uh, and basically, said they told him just eat a quarter of one of these because he had never smoke pot oh oh wow had never ever uh and didn't want to smoke it but thought this would be an opportunity to get the sensation without smoking sure i of course was a bit of a pot smoker and uh so even though i had never ingested it i came in like i'm the expert here Uh uh-huh so we we eat you know we share a half you know, of the of the cookie, the worst tasting thing because it's all THC. Right, right. Every bit of it yeah. is is THC, and gets to be about fifteen minutes or so. Boy, I'm not feeling anything. Maybe it wasn't enough. We should split the other half. Uh huh. Oh, I, if only there'd been Google. You know, at the time. <laughs> Or a friend there that actually or did a friend have that had ever done it, yeah, <laughs> to know all. that you've got a, you know, you could it could be up to an hour before you're going to feel anything, <laughs> and it could be I don't know your whole life before you stop feeling it. Because <laughs> he, you know, he and he wound up. I mean, he was this close to the emergency room. Was oh how messed up he was. Yeah. Poor bastard. It felt so bad. Uh, but were I to be in that situation uh, where it could be done without any sort of repercussions, uh, I would like to explore the edible option in a you know in a more kind of controlled way. Although, boy, I tell you, smoking it is it's you know it helps. I'm a smoker anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, now my kids can't listen to this. <laughs> uh, but but smoking it the. the Bong was always nice, you yeah. know, especially if you put like ice in it. Uh, yeah, oh, there yeah. was a yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, I remember those days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, it, it, anything like that. But yeah, just that 
passing a joint around, you kind of miss that. You know, that when you get that, there's that extra smell of the paper and mm-hmm. and you're just kind of, there's that haze in the room and, you know. Oh, it brings a, gro- a, a room together. And then, yeah. The, uh, yeah. And the beauty of that is, and then it just sort of like gets around and then dies down, and then everybody's in that same spot. Yeah. And it's great conversations. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's really pleasant. Oh, yeah. Let, let's go take off here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Time your show tonight? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have one more question here. Sure for thing. I want to talk a little sports. There's one more name on this list of someone that has uh, MS, and it's a guy named Trevor Bain. Have you heard that name before? No. Okay. Doesn't matter, but his name's Trevor Bain, and he drives like the NASCAR. I oh, I knew there was a NASCAR. Okay, driver. well, he's the okay. guy, Trevor Bain. I think he's a young fella. Uh, I went to my first NASCAR race over the weekend to Indianapolis. I'm wearing my hat right now. Oh, I see Motor that. Speedway. Yes, yes, there so it is. I went to the Brickyard, fo- the Brickyard 400 <laughs> in Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, had a really good time. Um, here's my vaguely. Uh, tied to sports question for you the cars there go the average you know with the turns and the straightaways about 180 miles an hour give or take Mm -hmm. the fastest that you have driven is and what Mm. were the circumstances huh anything you you did be safe comfortable admitting to or have you never gone over? Like, well, no, 10 miles I've, I've definitely, sp- I've definitely sped before. I've, I've definitely, uh, but I don't think there's anyone, there's anyone. Oh my God, I was going ninety five. Story, you know, it's, it's. There's, I, I would say, probably, you know, maybe eighty. You know, like North Dakota, you know, or you know, those western states where at least at one point the, you know, the speed limit was like seventy five. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, oh, actually, that's that's not that fast now that I think of it. Uh, b- but at the time, it seemed fast because it was like fifty-five or sixty-five here. Uh, and and but you know, kind of out west, it gets faster and faster because there's nothing to run into. Right, there's nothing to run into. <laughs> um, but no, I don't think I've ever had the no kind of machine. No, no, no particular need for speed. I've never had the kind of machine that could necessarily withstand that kind of velocity. Yeah. <laughs> Not the caravan? Yeah, no, no. Or or you know, or the cheap pieces of shit that I drove before I got married, right? right. You know, the uh, and, and briefly after. Uh but yeah, no, I don't think I've ever had Kind of a the, the hairiest situations I've had in a car have not had anything to do with speed, but but weather. Oh yeah, you know, driving through a blizzard, uh, that kind of stuff. But never, never actually. What about you? Now, what's what's your speed story? Uh, I too have never had nice cars. Uh, so, in fact, I do know one time I got pulled over. Uh, I was driving from St. Paul to Duluth in college, and the guy, you know, I, he. Not only did I get a ticket for uh, not having a, a seatbelt on, which really sucked, but then I got a ticket for going 16 miles over the speed limit, which then I think at that time was like I would have been going 81. Mm-hmm. I told the guy, I said, it's impossible. Look at this car. <laughs> the last time I drove it up to Duluth was a month ago, and we got it, was, it broke down so many times, we literally had to push it up an off-ramp and couldn't get it all the way. And then once somebody pushed us up that, then it just scooted down and right into the, an auto shop that just happened to be at the bottom of that hill. It just happened to be there. Yeah, oh. so uh, I was like, I, there's no way. 
There's no mm. way this car goes this fast. Yeah, so. no, I've, there is there is very little adventure in in me. Just <laughs> you know what I mean. It's certainly not not deliberate adventure. Perhaps <laughs> misadventure. Yes, <laughs> not adventure. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, good luck the rest of the week. Thanks very much, Justin. I appreciate you having me on. This has flown by. I'm, uh, I, I, I like that you're open and talking about the MS now. Yeah, I hope I, you know, I hope it's not boring or a bummer for the listener. Uh, but it's, you know, it's it's a thing I don't mind talking about, and uh, and it's. I hope we can. We, I, I'm sure we made it relatively interesting, at least. I, I, I hope so. Stabbing face pain. How could you go wrong? <laughs> exactly. Come on. We used, someone said suicide. This is a good show. <laughs> Matt, thank you very much. Thank you. All right.